0: Welcome to Explore Europe, a podcast series for American military stations in and around Germany. Each episode brings you travel tips and local secrets to help you get the most out of your time overseas. This episode is proudly sponsored by Used Car Guys, pre-owned military car sales all over Germany and new car sales for stateside delivery when you PCS. Good cars from good guys. And now introducing your hosts michelle purse and john sweeney who've been living in germany and exploring europe for over 15 years so where should we explore today well there's only one way to find out it's on with the show
1: hello explorers welcome to another episode of explore europe this one is going to be slightly different because we're not going to just one location as we normally do in all of our episodes tell us what's different about this one john
2: Well, what's different about this one is one of the most famous things about Germany, something people always think of when they think about Germany, is the wonderful, the amazing Christmas markets.
1: Yes, the Vinax Marks. So today, we're not going to one Vinax Mark. We're going to share our top eight Vinax Marks with you. And I think you've probably got a few more to talk about as
2: well. Is that right, John? Yeah, there's there's Christmas markets everywhere at the moment. Um, Some are good, some are not so good. um, But we're going to give you the ones that we feel are a little bit special and worth a visit.
1: Brilliant. So let's start with your local one, John. What's, what's local to you?
2: The local one for us is Kaiserslautern.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it starts at the end of November and it runs right up until New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, wow. That's unusual because a lot of them actually stop the day before Christmas Eve. So on the
2: 23rd, is, is that right? That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But what they do, they, they then call it like the New Year's Eve market, but ah. it's still the same market. So you get a bit of, a bit of both worlds there. So it's, it's really good. And uh, it's on the doorstep. It's easy to get to. If you're in Ramstein, if you're in Landstuhl, you can take the train in. You can have a couple of um, glue vines walking around the Christmas market. There's kiddie rides. And one of my favorite things about the Christmas market is all the different assortments of candy that you get. Yeah. Those nuts just drive me crazy. <laughs> Brilliant. So,
1: where will I find the Kaiserslautern Christmas
2: market? It's bang smack in the city centre. Mm-hmm. So, if you get in the train in or you drive in, whichever, you just head towards the city centre. Um, and you'll find it. it. It's spread out across about six or seven streets. Um, and you'll find it as soon as you walk down and just follow the crowds. And just you'll hear the buzz, you'll hit, you'll smell the Christmas market, the glue vine, the sweets, the candy. Uh, you'll smell it, you'll feel it, and you'll just feel a really good buzz about the place.
1: Excellent. I was at the Kaiser Christmas Market a couple of years ago, and you have a really nice foyer sanger bowl stand there, don't you?
2: Yeah, it's lovely. And uh, the difference with Foyer Sanger if anyone knows the difference or doesn't know the difference, normal Glühwein is the normal glue vine, and some people put a shot of Amaretto or something else into it. Foyer Sanger you cannot call it Glühwein. They, uh, they go nuts if you call it Glühwein. <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's made a bit different. It's a bit sweeter and probably a little bit more potent as well.
1: Yeah, and what is, the, what is it that
2: they put over the Foyer Sanger Bowl? They'll melt sugar on top of it. So you sometimes they'll put it on top of the cup, or sometimes it will be in the big bowl in front of you, and they'll be melting the sugar, and you'll see the sugar dripping into it.
1: Um, when it's served to you, it comes on the sugar is on fire. Is that right?
2: That's some places do that in some They do that. Some places they don't. It's all just slight variation. One of the beautiful things about the Christmas markets here is. Everything's got a slight twist, a, a slight local difference. Yeah. So you'll see different things in different markets.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Well, I want to talk about my local market here in Mannheim because we've actually got three of them. And I think that's a really good day out because Mannheim's quite well known for good shopping anyway. So if you wanted to combine it with a good shopping centre, you could always drive down to Ludwigshafen and go to the Rhine Gallery. And there's super parking there outside of the Rhine Gallery. They they have a winter market, so winter market rather than a Vinex market. And there's a small market just outside of the Rhine Gallery, which is fabulous. Really, really nice, good, good food on there. My mum, my mum and my aunt were over last week, and I sent them there. And then you can come over into Mannheim, where we have three Christmas markets. So we have one main Christmas market, which is around the, the Vasserturm, the water tower in Mannheim, which is quite a, an iconic landmark and easy to find. And that's what I would call a very normal, standard Christmas market in Germany. Lots of various stores. You know, there's always someone there selling brushes for whatever reason.
2: <laughs> that's right. Some crazy stuff gets sold in those basements. Brushes, knives, saucepans. I
1: don't know, it's nuts. Um, but lots and lots of great food and drink stands. That one's really, really busy. There's some fairground rides there, so little carousels and things from the, um, for the kids. There's a really beautiful, I don't know what it's called, but it looks like one of those wooden stacked toys that go around like a, in a carousel with a windmill on top. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. There's one of those at that Christmas market as well, which is just beautiful. You don't go inside it or anything. It's just for display. And then if you walk into um, the, the sort of shopping center of Mannheim, there's a, another market called at Kapuzinerplatz, which is between a very famous sports store there, Engelhorn Sports and the Engelhorn Department Store. And that's a much more, um, slightly more expensive, a little bit more upmarket, more kind of very handmade crafts, you know, quite you know, really quite beautiful artisan products there. Um, and that's a really nice market. Again, lots of great food there. I think there's a couple of vegetarian and vegan stands there. Um, so that's a really lovely uh, Christmas market to walk around. And then we have one more, which is right in the centre of Mannheim in Paradaplatz, which is called Märchenwald, which I think means like fairy tale forest. And they have in there... As well as lots of great food stands and it's mainly food at this point they have a really nice um stand where they they have these um big sides of salmon smoking over an open fire and things like that lovely um but they have in there these puppet stands all through parada it's something i think they're mostly based on the grimm's brothers fairy tales so they can be quite okay. dark so there might be like Hansel and Gretel or a Little Red Riding Hood. And they'll have these big windows with scenes from the fairy tales in there. And some of them move. I find them a little bit scary. I can't, I'm not going to lie to you. But they're really, really popular. And people bring their kids there all the time to look at these slightly terrifying uh, puppet window displays of all of these fairy tales. But that's called the Marching valve in Mannheim. And that's a really really nice place to go for something to eat. They also have this great stand that does the garlic bread with melted cheese, camembert, and, oh, amazing food all over
2: it. Yeah, no, I was there about uh, two years ago, I think, and uh, started off at the Vassar term, Mm -hmm. and then it's a straight line, isn't it? You walk straight up towards the Englehorn Park and then straight up towards Bank's Banksmack City Centre. You used to live around that part of the town as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. Now I live out of the city centre, so I go into the city centre to visit these Christmas markets.
2: Got it. So when I've been to Mannheim, uh, I catch the train, because you can catch a train from Ramstein, K-Town. It's like 11 euros each way, so you can have a glass of blue wine when you're down there. Yeah. Bring the kids. Parking's brilliant in Mannheim as well. So you can park in Mannheim or Ludwigshaven, either or.
1: It is, but I would say that during the Christmas market time, Chris, uh, if you go later in the day, so after dark, I mean... It's nice to be at the Christmas markets during the day, but they kind of come alive at night with all the, with the lights when it's dark, doesn't it? Um, but I would say after about four o'clock, parking is actually quite difficult in Mannheim. So if you can take the train or leave your car in the Rhine Galleria at Ludwigshafen and then take a tram or a train over the bridge into, into Mannheim, I would recommend that.
2: Yeah, that's a good, a good tip. Because um, And then when, when I've got the train from Mannheim, literally you walk out the train station Straight up and about probably about uh, 750 yards on, on in front of you is the water tower, and that's the first market. And then you can just hit them and go straight up from there.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're quite easy to find. Um, the main one is at the water tower, and then you kind of just follow the tram tracks opposite the water tower into the city. Um, the Kaputina Platz market is slightly to the right, but if you follow the tram tracks, you'll actually start to see it appearing in between the stores. So it's, it's super easy to find.
2: Okay. Cool. Um,
1: and while you're in the area of Ludwigshafen, Mannheim, I would also perhaps recommend extending that slightly further for another fifteen minutes and trying to get to the Heidelberg Christmas market as well.
2: Well, Heidelberg's one of my favourite cities anyway, and add, add the um, the majestic Heidelberg and a Christmas market, it's stunning, isn't it? It really is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. So Heidelberg Christmas Market is based in the city's old town. So it's all on Cobbled Street, situated around the big church. Um, there's an ice skating rink there as well, which is lovely. You're kind of under the, the. you can look up and see the illuminated castle above you. And you can look over the bridge and see the illuminated buildings on the other side of the Neckar. So it's all kind of pretty stunning, to be honest.
2: Yeah, Heidelberg, as we said a minute ago, is, is one of my favourite cities. And when I was there with uh, I think my daughter a few years ago, we're just walking around the cobbled streets and you're looking up at the castle and you're just like, it's something out of the postcard. It's an Instagram moment. You can be taking pictures all day around there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really, really lovely. And it's all in kind of one area. You can either take the train in, into Heidelberg and then a tram into the Old Town area. Or just stop at the start of the, the long shopping street down there and walk along there towards the Cornmarkt, which is where the, the Christmas market is. And there's a few odd stands dotted along the way, but it's also kind of quite a nice atmosphere walking towards it. Or you can um, park, you can drive and park in, in the city. So Cornmarkt or Altstadt would be the best parking for that. Again, like with Mannheim, towards the evenings, parking does get quite difficult in these places. So. Um, the best thing to do is go a little bit earlier or take the train if possible.
2: Yeah, and if you go on the weekend, you can get a good train ticket for the family or just one adult. It's like 11 euros each way anyway. So it, it's good value for money taking the train. No gas, no parking fees. And you can have a glue vine or two.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ian. Uh, it's the kind of thing if you go, I mean, on, uh, what's great about the Christmas markets is they're open on Sundays, which is something, you know, no other stores are normally open in Germany on a Sunday. But if you go on a normal shopping day, you can kind of combine your Christmas shopping along with the Christmas market as well. So spend a whole day in these places and therefore go a bit earlier. Um, parking will be a bit less stressful, I think.
2: Got it. Cool. We're fairly local for, for you with Mannheim and Heidelberg. Coming back to the Kaiserslaut and the KMC area... Um, Look out in your local villages. Some of the bigger villages or the little towns will have a Christmas market and it may only be for the weekend. For instance, uh, last weekend was Weilerbach and Landstuhl. This upcoming weekend is probably going to be just after we go live with the podcast, is the Ramstein Christmas market and it's for a weekend. And I know that other towns and villages will have just a weekend Christmas market and they're really good fun to go. They're not massive like the K-Town, the Heidelbergs, the Mannheims, Mm. but they're good to go, support your community, Get out, buy some candy, let the kids run around. It's a really nice feeling. And the Germans really do Christmas well.
1: Oh my goodness, they really do. And I think most of these local, small Christmas markets are usually put together by a local verein, a local club, like the Rotary Club or something like that. So um, they're all supporting local businesses. Some restaurant will usually be supplying the glue vine or and the and the um, verst and things like that. And yeah. so all the money going back into your local community or Gemeinde, as we call it here in Germany.
2: That's right. I know with the Ramstein one, a lot of the money will go to like the football team and the running clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll all have a stand where they're making pizzas and it's good to go and support the community.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So back up towards the K-Town direction, John, where else is somewhere, a uh, Christmas market you'd recommend in that area?
2: Um, there's two really good ones, only a short distance away as well. Mm-hmm. We have Trier and we have Saarbrücken.
1: Mm.
2: Um, Trier is lovely down again, bang smack in the city centre, um, and it's Trier is probably the oldest city in Germany. Wow. I say probably because there's always a bit of a fight, <laughs> but Trier says it's the oldest city in Germany. So you go down to Trier; it's a beautiful, beautiful city, and you're walking around the Christmas market. It's right in the it's in the square in the square in the center of the town, okay. and you just walk down. and It's really cool. There's rides, again. There's candy. There's glue vine. Um, there's it's very family friendly as well. Brilliant. And if you're coming from Spangdalem, Triers, thirty minutes from K Town, Ramstein, it's thirty minutes, forty minutes as well.
1: Oh wow! That's, so that sounds like a really good one. Would it be relatively easy to park there?
2: Do you think? Yeah, it's not as busy as Mannheim or a Heidelberg or a Saarbrücken. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's easy to park. Trains you can get, but if you're going to drive from um, Spangdale and k Town, I'd, I'd probably drive rather than get the train to Trier.
1: Excellent. Okay, I'll put that one on my list. I haven't done that yet. Super. And you mentioned Saarbrücken. Is that worth a visit?
2: Saarbrücken is probably uh, one of the better ones. Wow. It's really, really nice. Definitely get the train because it gets very busy in Saarbrücken. Saarbrücken's a lovely old town. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of a French flair to Saarbrücken as well because it's very close to the border. Um, some of the signs are in French, English and German. So they're all a bit confused down there, which is good for us. Um, but when you walk out of the train station, you're literally walking for about two miles of Christmas market stalls.
1: Wow. Really big, yeah. really big Christmas market
2: then. Yeah, it's long and thin right through the town. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's all the way through the town from right in the Hauptbahnhof all the way to the outskirts of the town centre. And there's stalls everywhere. They're selling knives, saucepans, <laughs> uh, the brushes, um, and, and many, many other things. Lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, and uh, Christmas decorations. I'd done a lot of my Christmas shopping a couple of years ago in Saarbrucken and bought everything from the Saarbrucken Christmas market uh-huh. just to make sure when I was taking things back to England for, for my daughter and family. It was all very German, very Christmassy, handmade gifts. There's a lot of that there where people are like, The wood they're chiseling and they're making bowls and toys and and stuff like that. So it's a really good Christmas market. And the highlight of the Christmas market, they have a flying Santa Claus. What? Yeah. At six o'clock every night, um, Santa flies across the city centre. He's up on a train, uh, sorry, up on a crane and he flies across and you just all look up and you just see Santa in the sled going across and that's it for the night.
1: Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant one to take
2: small kids to. Oh, uh, the kids absolutely love it. The adults love it more, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's, 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 it's really good fun. Um, the vibe there is brilliant. Uh, a, a couple of years ago when I was there with Ramona, we bought loads and loads of salami. I think I was living on the salami for about six months. We got carried away buying all the salami from there. <laughs> um, but it's real homemade, local produce and it was all a bit different and we just went for it. So... Get down there, enjoy yourself and you know, bring Euros because nowhere takes cards down those places.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of the same with all of these Christmas markets that we're talking about. It's cash and it's Euros.
2: Yeah, there's there's no cards, it's cash only. Bring Euros. They don't even know what dollars are, I'm sure. No. So bring Euros, but get down there, spend some cash and enjoy it because there, there's some brilliant things down there for sure.
1: Super. And um, you said, you talked about having quite a French influence. Do you, it, are they serving French food or German food or a bit both down there?
2: It, it, uh, mainly German but there is a French influence so you will find some French food as well. Oh, um, fantastic. And, yeah, and Saarbrucken it, itself is just a wonderful, wonderful city and add, add the Christmas market to it, um, add the vibe that the people have because they're, they're like a cross-border um, city yeah. so there's a student there's a student town um, and they just seem more relaxed than some of the uptight hustle bustle cities that you go to yeah. it's a very relaxed nice vibe in the city anyway at the christmas market and it's really really cool
1: oh wonderful well that brings me nicely onto a new christmas market that i ventured to just last week yeah so i picked my mum and my aunt up from uh, an airport near Karlsruhe, Baden Karlsruhe, and we went to strasbourg for the day strasbourg christmas market and I have to say, it was fantastic. One of the nicest Christmas markets I've ever been to. It's just over the border in France. Um, oh, it's just, it was wonderful.
2: Good, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So this is really good for me because I went to Strasbourg and loved it. We've done an episode on Strasbourg. Yeah. Did you use our podcast?
1: I used some of our podcasts. It's slightly different when the Christmas market is on because I don't think the little chain that you talked about was running. And, okay. um, obviously our focus was kind of on the, on the Christmas markets, but as we were walking between them, cause there's kind of a lot of Christmas markets in Strasbourg, we found like there was kind of like three main ones, but actually every corner you turn, you find a few more stalls being nestled amongst the cobbled streets. Um, so as we were walking around from market to market, I was just admiring these gorgeous shops. In these beautiful old buildings down these cobbled streets, all like little independent boutiques and things. It's just such a beautiful city. So picturesque. And then when you layer on top of it that it's all festively decorated with Christmas decorations, one street had these giant, huge, white chandeliers hanging down it. It was absolutely stunning. Probably one of the nicest Christmas markets I've ever been
2: to. Well, Strasbourg's one of my favourite cities, if not, if not my favourite. And uh, the Christmas market there is brilliant. And a, an old tidbit for you is it's the first ever Christmas market in Europe. A lot no. of people think it was Nuremberg. Strasbourg is the first ever Christmas market in Europe.
1: Wow. How about that? I did not know that. So I visited the, the oldest Christmas market in Europe. Yes. Wow. Well, a couple of things to point out. um, And I think this will be really helpful for our visitors. So I went quite early because I picked my mum up from the airport around 10 o'clock by the time she was through. I think we got to Strasbourg just before 12. So the Christmas market's open at 11. We decided to do park and ride. And I followed signs for a park and ride station called Elsass I'll put the link into the show notes we were a little bit confused with the ticket machine but some very nice French person helped us so your ticket is good to get you into the city back out to the park and ride station and then when you're at the park and ride station you put your ticket in you pay and I think we paid four four euros 10 and that was for all three of us on the tram and our parking which was just a brilliant way to do it we Originally, I started driving into Strasbourg City Centre, but I was getting quite confused by where to park. There was a lot of roads that were closed off because of the Christmas markets. So then when I saw the sign for this park and ride, I thought, yes, that's a much better idea. And it turned out to be a great shout. So I highly recommend doing it that way. When you pull into the park and ride car park, you'll get a ticket. That's your ticket for the tram into the city as well. And that's good for up to seven people. So you take that ticket and you just have it with you. You jump on the tram, there was a tram stop just over the road from the park and ride station. It took us about seven minutes to get into the city centre. Yes. There was a big sign in several different languages telling us which um, tram stop to get off at because a lot of the tram stops are diverted around the city centre because of the Christmas markets. So we got off and then we just started walking and following people and we found several Christmas markets that way.
2: So let me get this straight, right? It was parking three of you on the tram and it costs four four euros.
1: Four euros, 10. Wow, yeah.
2: you can't argue with that. And
1: you can travel with up to seven people on that one ticket. So you can get so a, if you've got, a minivan. Yeah, if you've got a minivan full of your entire family, that's definitely the most cost-effective way to do it. So stress-free, super, super easy. There were signs um, that showed you, there was, yeah, special signs to show you how, where to get off for the Christmas markets. I think they call it Noel, don't they, in, in Strasbourg.
2: Got it. And um, from the KMCC, uh, from the KMC, it would probably take about 2 hours, 15 minutes to get to Strasbourg driving. So yeah. it's not the, not at the end of the world, so it, you can do a day trip for it.
1: Yeah, well, here's the other thing, actually. On top of going to Strasbourg, which, may I say, was lovely because not only did it have, like, the German-style food, but it also had a real, you know, lots of French food. So instead of a Glühwein, you're drinking Vansho, or Siegler-Show, which is hot cider – hot wine and hot cider instead. The um, Spitzler, you know, the German um, the German noodles that we like that usually come in with cheese and things are slightly different here. I had a really nice baguette that had, I think it was called a Münster baguette, which had all these different, like four different cheeses at one point toasted on this baguette. Oh my goodness, you'll never starve going around Strasbourg Christmas Market. Honestly. Definitely not. Wonderful. But one thing you could do is do not just Strasbourg Christmas Market, but Baden-Baden as well on the same day. Um, so like I said, I picked mum up from baden Karlsruhe Airport. Normally, what we've done is made a different day trip out of this. So from the airport, I would pick her up in the morning. I would take her to the Caracalla Spa in Baden which is a wonderful spa, super cheap, lots of different pools inside and out. They have steam room, they have saunas. I particularly like this one because it is a with textile spa, which means you keep your swimsuit on unless you go in the upstairs sauna. But everything on the ground floor is all with bathing suits. So that's why I go to that one. There are other spas in um, Baden-Baden, which are beautiful, but they are textile free, which means no bathing suits. Yeah, I
2: prefer the textile.
1: Me too, me too. <laughs> it's a cultural thing, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so we've we've had a day where we've done maybe like two or three hours in the spa, and then we go out and we walk into Baden-Baden's town centre, which is a beautiful old town. It's quite small, and go to their Christmas market, which is just in front of the Coor House, which is, I guess, one another one of these like hotel spa-type areas. It's a really beautiful Christmas market. And until I went to Strasbourg, I would have said this was my favorite. Um, very similar to the one at Plank, uh Kapuzina Platz in Mannheim. So kind of high-end artisan stuff. Lots of handmade things there. Really um, quite, you know, not, not not a cheap Christmas market, but a really beautiful one. Very small. Um, But what I love about Barden is they have music on, they have a stage there, so they often have bands playing or singers, which is lovely. They also have these um, advent windows. So they have local schools that create these beautiful stained glass windows that are huge. I mean, they're like twice the size of a person and they have them along the edges of this garden. So you can walk past them and they're lit up. So all of the local schools have prepared these advent windows with different scenes of the nativity or, you know, throughout the whole the whole period. And they're really beautiful. So it's a really lovely Christmas market. You could do Baden-Baden and then drive on to Strasbourg and do that in one day. So you could maybe do the spa as well. I mean, this is a long day, but it would be amazing. So start in the morning in the spa, come out around sort of early afternoon and do Baden-Baden, then drive on to Strasbourg. I think once you get to Strasbourg, you wouldn't go any further because Strasbourg is quite big and there's a lot to do and see there. Baden-Baden, you can walk around that market in an hour and a bit, you know, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and you'll have enjoyed most of it Um, but if you then went on to Strasbourg you can kind of while away a good few hours in Strasbourg there's an ice skating rink in the middle of one of the markets as well so there's quite a lot to do there but that is a full day out in that area Um, and so that would make the drive well worthwhile.
2: That sounds really good yeah it'd be pretty intense but um, it sounds like if you're going to do it that's a good way of doing it on a Saturday or a Sunday especially on a Sunday when all the shops are closed it'd be a really good idea to do
0: yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's a, a pretty nice way to kind of like while away a, um, a good Sunday in, during Advent for sure. Okay, cool. So let's get back up to your part of the world. We've done Saarbrucken, we've done Kaiserslaut. And what else have you got for us up there?
2: Another one in the local area that's it's really cool and different. I'll say this word wrong. It's Traven Traba.
1: Okay. And
2: what's cool about that? It's in the Mosul, so okay. it's very close to Spadalan Barmholder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful wine region, um and it's it's in the caves. Oh. so you're under it's underground.
1: Wow. So
2: if it's raining or very, very cold, you're underground.
1: Wow,
2: you're not getting cold. you're not getting wet. It's not a big Christmas market. It's a nice one to walk around. If you want to buy some gifts, there's a lot of local stuff there. Um, handmade gifts, rugs, um, pottery, that sort of thing. So it's a little bit different to your regular Christmas market. Yes, they do have the candy. They do have the glue vine. I didn't see any kiddie rides. It's more like a craft market where there's local vendors selling their their local supplies. There's people selling wine. But it's certainly worth a few hours out of your day if you're in the area to go and have a look, especially on a day when it's raining or very, very cold. Because when you're in the caves, you don't feel any of that. And it's nice. Pretty good. Oh, that's
1: super. So that's an, a great all-weather market.
2: All-weather. You're not going uh, to get wet or cold. And I took Pixie there, my little dog, last year as well. And there's dogs running around the place. So it was very dog-friendly and not too busy that you didn't mind bringing the dog. You know, you couldn't take uh, the dogs out to Mannheim or Heidelberg. No. It's just too busy.
1: It's way too
2: busy. But this one was nice. Super. And
1: is it open every day or just on
2: the weekends? It's open every day and um, what was good for me I picked up Chloe last year from the airport at Han, and we went from Han Airport straight to there because it's in that area so if you've got anyone visiting from England or, or you're going out to Hahn Airport it's, it's about 25 minutes from Han, so it's worth a stop Oh that's a great
1: tip because I don't know about you but this time of year all of my weekends are filled with people coming to visit Germany's Christmas markets <laughs> Yeah
2: all of a sudden Germany's become very popular in the Christmas markets so that's good <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Well, we've covered a lot of Christmas markets there. There's just one I'd like to end on, which is one of my favourites, and that's the Didersheim Christmas Market in the Feltz. So I guess that's sort of almost halfway between me in Mannheim and you in Kaiserslautern.
2: Yeah, and it's a beautiful village, Didersheim.
1: Oh, it's stunning. It's one of the one of the really famous wine-growing areas um, of our region. And their Christmas market is just absolutely stunning not only do they have a lovely christmas market in the center of their of their town with and all of of course all of the glue vine, the basis of the glue vine is all of their local wines so they don't Brilliant. just serve they don't just serve any old wine in their glue vine it will be the didersheim wine in their glue vine white and red so it's really beautiful they have um, a lot of – I seem to remember I took my mum there last year or the year before, and they had uh, a lot of, like, open fires or kind of like – I think you call them, like, the Swedish candles, the logs that are on fire okay. in the middle of the – in the market. It's really lovely. I love this kind of laissez-faire attitude to fire safety around the Christmas markets. <laughs> but it's, it's quite beautiful. Um, and what's nice about Didersheim is as you go down – let's go get into our nooks and crannies, John, as we like to talk about in this um, podcast – they'll have these hofs you know what a hof is basically like an open space between buildings okay. a courtyard a courtyard, a courtyard okay. something like that yeah and you'll have lots of these and there'll be artisans actually creating their products in front of you so you can see so if someone makes wooden uh little like wooden statues or toys they might be making them there if someone uh, is sewing makes um, beautiful children's slippers from felt. They'll be making them there so you can see them. So it's really interesting. Uh, it's very, Digestheim is, is quite a, a well-to-do little town anyway. So there's quite a lot of, uh, not, um, it's not expensive, but it's not a cheap place to go and buy trinkets and things on the Christmas market for sure. But it's all really beautiful and locally made and it's it's proper crafts, you know, it's really high-end stuff.
2: Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know Diedersheim, I've only been there once and haven't been to the Christmas market. Uh, when I was there, it was, it's a beautiful old town. It must be five, six, seven, eight hundred years old. There's cobbled streets, there's old buildings and it's got a very medieval German style yeah. picture postcard feel about it. So good for your Facebook, good for Instagram, yeah. uh, loads of pictures for everybody and then chuck in a Christmas market. It can't get much better than that, surely.
1: No, exactly. It's really, I think it's a really nice one for us to end this podcast on and a really easy one for people from Kaiserslautern to get to as well.
2: Yeah. And how, how long would it take to drive from K-Town or Ramstein? do you think?
1: I'd say about, probably from Ramstein about 40 minutes from Kaiserslautern, just over 30, 35 minutes.
2: Great. So not far at all?
1: No, no, not at all. And it's about the same from me here in Mannheim as well. So I'll meet you halfway, John, and we'll have a glue vine. How does that sound?
2: Sounds great.
1: brilliant right I was just trying to count up how many of these Christmas markets we've covered in this episode I think we said eight but there might be more of that so anyone that can actually name all of the Christmas markets we've covered on this podcast write in and I'll buy you a glue vine at the Christmas market if you if you can count them all up
2: sounds like a deal I think I know one or two people that will uh, challenge us to that one that's
1: for sure brilliant let's just go over quickly some of the practical points a lot of these Christmas markets they are better reached by train, or if you can park outside of the town and travel in. Cash is king. There is very rarely, except where there's very high end products on on sale. So something, you know, if you wanted to buy an amazing statue for your garden that's three or four hundred euros, you will be able to pay by card. But for the Christmas decorations that you buy, the trinkets, the small handicraft gifts, you know, the the verse, the roast verse, and the blue vine, everything is cash and everything is euros, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, everywhere you go, cash, euros, cash is king in this, uh, for this for sure. Yeah. And what's that security? Have you always felt quite safe around a
1: Christmas
2: market? Yeah, the security is very, very good. Um, they have a, a, a strong police presence everywhere. I think when you went to Strasbourg, you'd have seen a lot of police around there. Strasbourg's one of their main cities in France, so they have a, a lot of police around. And all the, all the Christmas markets have a good, strong police presence, so I always feel safe. Um, we go with Ramona and the kids and the kids are running around we let them run around on their own we feel safe and good
1: yeah when I went to Strasbourg they actually had um they had barriers up there was armed police everywhere they had barriers up and they were just checking people's bags as they were going into the the Christmas market areas as well so it felt like there was a a good police presence and kind of on every corner I turned I saw police
2: yeah they're, they're everywhere keeping an eye making sure everybody's uh safe and good
1: Yeah, brilliant. If this is your first Christmas in Germany, then there is nothing better than experiencing the Weihnachtsmarkt, the Christmas markets here. It's completely part of the experience of living here in Europe. It's like nothing else. And we hope you have a fantastic time.
2: Yeah, the Christmas markets in Germany are brilliant. They're great. It's a big tourist attraction now as well. People, friends of mine coming from England just to go to Christmas markets. They really are a part of Germany. They're a part of the culture. They do it right. You'll feel safe, get out there and enjoy it and explore Europe because this is this is a wonderful time of year.
1: Absolutely. So that's goodbye from me in Mannheim.
2: And goodbye from me in Ramstein.
1: And I'll see you at the Didersheim Christmas Market John for a goodbye.
2: Yeah and if anyone else can uh, name all the Christmas markets and write in we'll meet them there as well.
1: <laughs> Have fun explorers. Is there anything better than living in Europe and especially Germany at this time of year? Nothing says Christmas quite like the traditional Christmas markets that you'll find in every big city, small town and even the tiny villages. I love enjoying the aromas of delicious local delicacies and warming glue vine whilst discovering traditional handicrafts and locally made ornaments on all of the stalls that you find in every Christmas market. We've recommended our favourite Christmas markets throughout this episode but I'll bet once you've visited a few you'll have your own favourite too. Everyone is unique and each one is worth a visit. asked my good friend and sustainable living champion Jen Gale to share a sustainable travel tip a small change we can all make to reduce our impact on the planet as we explore more of it take it away Jen thanks Michelle so today's sustainable travel tip is to buy loose avoid food that's packaged in plastic most local markets will sell fruit and veg loose so just make sure you have your trusty reusable bags with you And buying a cake that you've handpicked just for you from a local baker is so much more of a treat than a plastic-wrapped four-pack of whatever the supermarket has on special. If you'd like to get more sustainable tips from Jen, visit her website at www.asustainablelife.co.uk. It's packed full of resources and ideas for really simple steps we can all take to collectively make a big change. I believe the best travellers leave nothing behind but a good impression and take nothing away but great memories.
0: Thank you for listening to Explore Europe. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to the good guys at Used Car Guys for sponsoring today's episode. You can find them online at usedcarguys.net or on location at Kaiserslautern, Ramstein, Spangdahlem, and Wiesbaden. We'd love to hear from you, so tell us in the comment section where you'd like us to visit next. And let us know where you'll be exploring using the hashtag ExploreEurope on Twitter. See you next time, Explorers!